Hi, everybody. For our final episode of this OG series, I'm talking with Christy. Christy first came on the show June 14th, 2021. She had just graduated from her PhD program and told us about a conversation she had with her dad during the celebration dinner. Here's a clip. He said, okay, well, then you can order for me. And I said, no, dad, like, I don't want to do that. And he said, well, you have to. It was the conversation that we were having was about this dinner, but I think it was also much larger than that. And so I said, I don't think I do. And I really hope that you will still love me with me not having to serve you. And he said, you will always have to serve me. It is your job. And I said, it is literally not my job. I just got a PhD in neuroscience. As I prepared to talk to Christy, I wanted to ask her about the dynamics between her and her dad. I was curious to know if anything had changed over the last year, especially given that she's no longer a student and some other major milestones have happened in her life. Let's get into it. My name is Christy, and I'm from Houston, currently living in Austin. Hey, Christy. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Tell the people why we wanted you to come back. Tell them what we talked about last time. Yeah, so last time we talked about, I had recently graduated with my PhD and we had spoken about the relationship that I had with my family, primarily my dad, regarding kind of our gender dynamics and how achieving this lifelong goal of both of ours was impacting our relationship. Yeah, so you were basically like, no, baby, get your own food. (laughs) In a more (laughs) respectful, nicer way, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. You know, that's how I would have said it, people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but Christy, what was it like listening to your episode? Uh, When I first listened to it, when it first aired, it was very um, almost therapeutic. It's funny because I had recently stopped going to therapy um, for like insurance reasons. And it kind of like fulfilled that little hole that I had. Um, It was like validating. Of course, it was kind of cringy, like listening to my own voice. Um, and then listening to the expert and her opinions and her guidance was really, like I said, therapeutic, validating, and just made me feel better about the whole experience. So what resonated with you uh, from what the expert said? I can't remember too clearly what she said, but it was something like, I can tell Christy's really trying and um, like she she's really trying to see both perspectives and trying to understand the situation. It It made me feel a little bit more like, okay, this expert is saying she also kind of agrees with me and uh, she's appreciating that I'm trying to see both sides because I was a little worried that it was going to come off like I didn't like my dad or I was mad at my dad, um, which is not the case at all. No, a lot of people worry about that because I think for many of us, just taking ownership of telling your story from your own perspective is really a big step. So has anything changed? Yes, a lot has changed um, since we last spoke. I got married. Um, Congratulations. And thank you. I got married. We got a house and we're expecting a baby. What? I know. It's been okay, a while. You don't have to cram all of adulting into one year. Okay, Christy, I know, I know you're an overachiever. <laughs> I know you're an overachiever. But girl. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been quite the wild ride and actually um, has really changed my relationship. Well, not changed, impacted maybe my relationship with my dad as well. 
Okay, so you have to tell us all of it. How so? With my dad, the wedding itself was really beautiful in the sense of like, it was just this like point in both of our lives, I think, that we've been waiting for us for so long. It's like when he was walking me down the aisle, it was very emotional um, and just very like, it almost felt like another like big high achievement that I had made, which it was, I agree, but you know, I didn't work as hard on this as I did to get my PhD. I mean, I did, I did in different (laughs) ways, of course. Yeah. It was a very beautiful moment, you know, for my relationship with each of my parents and along with, you know, my husband. Um, But ever since being married, it's funny. I think that, well, like I said, we've been going through all these life achievements or life changes basically. Um, and I think I remember telling you something like, I think my dad is a little scared that I'm not going to need him anymore. Or that's kind of the sense I was getting. Oh my gosh. But in the past couple of months, never have I needed him more. Um, I call him, he literally like makes a joke that he's like the crisis hotline. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, dad, you are. Yeah. But I'm like, but actually, and so me and my husband now, like, and he also just feels comfortable calling him for everything. And I think dad also kind of has like a new relationship with my husband where he's seeing him almost like as his son, um, which is weird because he knew him for a long time. But now I think he feels a little bit more paternal. Um, he just like wants to teach us things and wants to make us feel better and, you know, regularly checks in on us. But I mean, like from buying a house and asking him like what I'm, you know, different questions about mortgages and loans and what's this mean and that mean. And at one point I thought, I, I was told I was having twins and that was another one where he, he like answered the phone. And he was like crisis hotline. And I was like, no, I think I'm having twins. I need help. And he was the first person I told. And he's been like the first person that we go to for anything. And I, I have been surprised at how much I've needed him. I knew I would always need him, but I mean, I call him at least once a day with some new update now these days. And like I said, my husband as well. And he's even said like, you have the best dad. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I mean, I've always loved my dad and I said that and he's always been the best. As far as how helpful he's been, that's been great. Um, I think he really likes being a dad and I think he's really excited to be a grandfather and he's kind of realizing how he's going to fit that role in my adulthood. So do you think the way that he perceives you and interacts with you has evolved since last time that you and I talked because of all of these rapid changes in your own life? Yes, I do think that. Um, almost maybe I think he realized I'm not as grown up as maybe he thought I was. I I think he was like, you have this PhD. You're not going to need me anymore. I need to like, let you know, you're still my daughter. You still need help. Even though I did not feel that I knew I had no idea what I was doing, but now I think he realizes like, oh yeah, no, there's this whole new life stage that you are very unfamiliar with that you're going to need some coaching through. Um, so I think we've kind of gone back to this, like, you know, dad-daughter relationship where like toward the end of my PhD, I was doing things a little bit more independently because I was just, you know, comfortable because I've been doing the same thing for so many years. Okay, but now you are about to become the matriarch in a family, right? Like, and that's going to be another big shift. So it's another important milestone because you're going to have to decide who am I in this new role to my husband, to my child, and to my childhood nuclear family? Now you're going to have a different nuclear family. What's going through your mind as you prepare for this change? I'm really scared. <laughs> yeah, um, you should be. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. 
I'm taking it one day at a time. I know I'm going to have a lot of help. Um, but actually, as you say that, that reminded me of something. When we first closed on the house, we um, had some friends over to make an asada and you know, apparently my mom usually does all this prep kind of things that I guess I knew she did, but kind of behind the scenes for me. And so my dad was like, well, don't you need to like go cut the cilantro and the onions? And I was like, do I? I I don't want cilantro and onions. Do you? What? And so it was this kind of like, oh, you're the woman of the house now. You have to like, like make sure, like get the plates out for everybody. And I was like, Oh, oh, okay. So I mean, part of it is just hosting, you know, like as a, as a host, but a lot of it, I was like, but I don't even want cilantro. Like you're the one who wants it. That kind of relationship I'm a little worried about, or like, go take care of your kid or like, you know, cause definitely like me and my husband are establishing different, um, customs and really a relationship that's very different than my parents. So I am a little worried about that. But like I said, I'm worried about a lot of things right now. And so I'm taking it one step at a time. So this is actually such an important point, which is that both of you, your husband and you, will take from your family what works and apply that to your family. But you will also jettison a lot of things that simply didn't work for you in your original families as you create your new family. Has this come up at all between you and your dad, like in terms of how you want to set your family up as you expect your first child? Um. In the sense of um, my dad emails me a lot of like college saving plans, things like that, Um, like things I need to start being. Yeah, well, I don't. (laughs) He's thinking far, far, far into the future. Yeah. And like I said, I think he's he's doing his job as a grandfather and he's excited for it. But I actually think that what you're referring to and like in, you know, how. I'm going to be the matriarch is actually going to be more of an issue between my mom and I of wanting to do things differently. So I actually kind of feel like my dad might um, kind of support me a little bit more in, in, I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But I've kind of noticed just like through pregnancy and things like that, my mom and I having a little bit more of uh, differences in how we approach things. Okay, stop being vague. We want the tea. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to keep this to maybe only upsetting one parent. (laughs) They don't have to listen. You don't have to tell them. Um, I think my mom has this idea that, you know, all women are this way or, you know, I don't know why women are this way. And so she'll say, like, you know, I, I had a pretty tough first trimester and I was throwing up a lot. And, you know, I had my husband who's been so great and so helpful. And she'll say things like, well, I never had anyone helping me as it almost like as if she's proud of it. And I want to be like, I'm sorry, that sucks. Like, I love that I have somebody to help me um, or like nobody was telling me what to do. I just figured it out. It's like, that's great. I have Google now. Like, I'm really happy with that. Or like, I asked my doctor a lot of questions and, you know, I had the knowledge to be able to do that. So just weird things like that, that I've noticed almost like feel like a competition between her and I, um, which I don't want at all. You know, I mean, we're two totally different people and growing, you know, doing something at two totally different times in two totally different circumstances. Okay. So I'm going to give you some completely unsolicited advice about how to shut that down. Because with my first (laughs) child, so I'm the oldest daughter. I had the first grandchild in my family. And so a lot of what you're saying is exactly what I went through. So after trying to be kind of like, well, I'm just going to do things differently. You and I are different people, right? I realized two things. One, my mom wanted me to recognize her sacrifices 
Mm. When she was saying that, it was not to say, I'm stronger, I'm better, I did it with less support. It was simply to hear you say, yeah, mom, I can't believe that you were able to do all of that by yourself. Mm. As soon as I started giving her that feedback, the entire situation changed. And the way that she approached talking to me about it completely changed. Wow, that sounds really bad. I'm so sorry. But, you know, thank God that you were so strong. And then when I responded like that, there was no follow-up from her. Wow. Right? Yeah. So that was one. Then the other thing is that you have to remind them that your husband is also from a different generation. And he is not only expected to, but he expects to be much more involved because they will never broach any of this with him. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the thing that I had to start doing. I had to be like, um, because I would constantly get asked, where are your kids? And I'd be like, with their dad. Yeah. Like, when he never gets asked that. No, of course not. And then the older aunties would be like, wait, he knows how to take care of them? And I was like, I would really hope so. <laughs> like, because if at this point he doesn't know how to take care of them, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. We're number two. Anyways, your body knows what to do. Your mind knows what to do. You will be wonderful. Yeah, thank you. That was good. Christy, what a joy to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was fun. Christy's first episode is called She Has a PhD, But Bappy Still Wants Her to Serve Him. You can find it in our feed and on our website, and we've also linked it in our episode notes. Thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing us. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of LWC Studios. Virginia Lora is the show's producer. Kojin Tashiro is our mixer. Elizabeth Nakano makes this episode. Manuela Bedoya is our marketing lead. I'm the creator, Juleka Lantigua. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Bye, everybody. Same place next week. <laughs>